snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Bowles, touchdown. He goes. It's Hester. Inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. You're listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the trade deadline extravaganza where a lot went down today and yes. uh, we have our, our special guest and Matt here coming back on the show, um, stepping in again. It's awesome. We love having him. But- it was like I just saw you, buddy. <laughs> can't really hear him but it's okay there we go yeah i gotta pick up the mic i, I keep forgetting <laughs> yeah i mean me and ben just stumbled upon each other a few like an hour ago it's crazy. <laughs> crazy how things work out um yeah no pretty eventful day and i mean we really we really expected it to be as well um you know i think i mean the trade deadline is probably one of if not the most exciting time of the year. Um, and to be honest with you, I mean, I haven't seen the league this shaken up in a while in just a year span. Um, there's been a lot of improvements all around the league. And just for this episode in general, it's only going to be bonus content. So keep that in mind. Yes. But we are going to be covering every trade leading up to this. And not only that, but reacting to every single one of them, analysis or giving every trade some analysis. And then not only that, but then talking about what could potentially follow and the cool facts and everything like that. As we start, we have uh, Kyle Gagliardi of Overtime Sports Network <laughs> coming in here saying, can't wait to hear Ryan say the Bears are Super Bowl contenders now. I will get there, but we're not. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, I will talk about his Packers though. He said, hope you guys are doing well, Kyle. We do appreciate the, um, yes. you know, the support and everything that you are doing for us over there at overtime sports network, for sure. Um, the man, the myth, the legend is giving us a lot of support, um, helping us kind of reach out to a lot of people. And as a result, um, you guys should definitely go and check out his podcast as well. Um, one of many over there on the overtime sports network, um, the, uh, on the mark, wrestling podcast as well um so you know definitely go and check that out i personally love that podcast um they're live every thursday at about seven o'clock all the way to about eight o'clock so right before um, us giving you guys the best yeah it's it's always awesome to watch that um he said the packers stink and you're welcome glad to have you guys we uh we we love that anyways we're gonna go ahead and uh Go ahead and start with our very first trade. And keep in mind, this wasn't with in the trade deadline that happened today, but we are going to be yeah. covering everything that happened basically within the last week. Um, starting off with Robert Quinn going to the Eagles. 
Now, Ben, we already talked about this previously um, as, you know, just on this last episode. Um, If you haven't heard it yet, go and listen to it. It's a good one. Um, But yes, Robert Quinn got sent to the Eagles. The Bears get a fourth round pick in return. Um, Matt, I want to talk to you about this first. Um, (laughs) I want you to tell us what your reaction was and um, what you think of the overall trade and who won the trade or if anybody won the trade at all. So if anyone knows me, they know I hate creating trades the second after they happen. And I like this one was instantly like, well, both teams won. Both teams got what they wanted. You know, the, the Eagles get a pass rusher to replace Derek Barnett, who went down. What week did he go down, Ben? He went down. He, early. he like got hurt, like literally in like five plays in the game one. Yeah, like he got he got hurt super early, and and the way they work is having so many pass rushers. So getting another pass rusher who is elite. Robert Quinn had eighteen and a half sacks. Ryan will tell you about that last year. Um, <laughs> and then, like on the Bears side, they get you know a fourth round pick that's going to be a top fifty player, and they're you know a a rebuilding team. Yeah. So I thought with uh, I mean big move later on but yeah like i don't know that's how i thought (laughs) yeah well well in terms of that though like um i i don't know how many people listened to last episode and the people who were listening to this um i it was a nice situational pass rush and it's nice that he can come in and he doesn't have to be that guy in this offense mean or in this defense meanwhile robert quinn did um, yeah. so he can be a nice situational pass rush. I think, um, a fourth round pick for a 32 or 33 year old pass rushers, a little bit tough. Um, and the nice thing though, is, is we cleared him off the books. Like he's here next year or uh, he's only here to this year. He's not here next year. Uh, we get a nice cop pick for him if we let him go. Which and if is, not, yeah. Yeah. That was surprising to me that he, like they completely negated all of next year. In the year after, like you're giving well, up a fourth he, he was round making pick. like fifteen and sixteen million, mm-hmm. like next year and the year after. That's I fair. I'm That's all fair. for it though. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. I I will say as far as my point goes on it, um, I'm very very excited about the Bears' future. We're definitely going to get to it later on, but I love what Brian Poles is doing as the general manager of the Bears yeah. so far. Um, a lot of people aren't really going to be too happy about it just because you kind of have to burn the bridge down before you can build a new one pretty much. Um, you know, and it's, it kind of sucks. Eddie Jackson is the last player, by the way, um, of the 2018 defense. We'll get there as well. Um, but just goes to show, and it's, it means a lot to people that actually acknowledge and know the game of football and how it works. Um, that he's he's definitely willing to make the moves necessary to better this team. And no matter what, I mean, just like I said, better the team. But even if it goes against what the, you know, the occasion or the casual fan likes um, in no way possible was this team going to make a playoff push, let alone make the playoffs in the general and in general. So the fact that people are upset that he didn't get more out of Robert Quinn, 
um, just blows my mind just because the fourth round pick is still extremely valuable. Uh, I, 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 anyone who's mad about it is crazy. I think a fourth round pick uh, was a lot in, and realistically he probably would have went for a five. The only reason he went for a fourth is because you guys ate his salary this year. Yeah. If you guys didn't eat his salary this year and we paid for it, he probably would have went for a five. I think it was still, which I learned today. I don't want to cut you off, but I learned today that apparently you can't on on deadline day you can't eat salary. I saw I like that a, today too. a Rappaport, yeah, report. Like I was, I was like, okay, so that that makes a lot more sense why this deal happened before all the other dominoes fell. Yes, yeah, that and I mean, not only do I like that Poles is getting some more trade capital too, but he also freed yeah. up just about ten and a half million in cap space as well. Um, which makes the Bears approximately, I want to say, at least in the ballpark of $125 million, if, if I'm correct. Um, but $125 million to throw around in free agency is a lot. But I want to get to our next trade before we go ahead and start covering the Bears just a little bit more because they were very <laughs> active in this trade deadline. Uh, yes. Thank God it gave me something to look forward to. But anyways, Kadarius Tony. Got sent to the Chiefs. Um, he got sent to the Chiefs for a uh, 2023 third and um, six. That third round pick is a uh, compensatory um, or comp- compensatory. What? How do you pronounce that word? I'm, anyways, you get what I'm trying to say. Yes, I said it right the first time. Um, you know, so yeah, that that third round pick, um, you know, has to meet the qualifications in, in order to get that. But the thing is, um, you know, I think. I think the Chiefs are, and we, we talked about this, the three of us as well. I think that overall, um, this just shows that Sky Moore is not panning out to be the guy that the Chiefs wanted in general. Exactly. He's they they, they wanted him to come in and fill that Tyreek Hill role, which let's be honest, no one was going to be able to. Um, but he didn't even live up to the standards that were set by like draft like people. Like, like, the draft people didn't even say he's going to be Tyree Kill. He hasn't even looked good on kick return, which is, like, a little frightening. because that's you know, the reason they lost that Colts game. Yes, exactly. Um, it, it's a little frightening. Uh, Kadari Sony can hopefully, you know, we'd like to see him come in. I was a big fan of him coming out. I know Matt was a big fan of coming out. And I know Ryan was a big fan of him coming I out. I love so, Kadarius Tony. Yeah. So, hopefully we get to see um, – you know, something more from him now that he's in a, a nice, like, high-powered offense. Matt? Yeah, I mean, it sucks for the Giants, but I get what they're doing. They're just tearing down the old regime. Like, Kenny Galladay, I feel I feel like he's going to get soon, sooner oh, rather yeah. than later. And so I feel like this was just Kadarius Tony doesn't fit what Brian Dable's bringing. We're a run-first team, so let's go get something for him. I think that was kind of their yep. idea on the Chiefs' side. It, you know what? This this really makes it interesting for Miko Hardman is if yes. they keep him up because now you have three guys who kind of have somewhat similar skill sets. Like Kadarius Tony is more ball in the hands than the other two, but I, I thought that yeah. was you know, they have a lot of they have a lot of depth at that position now. Well, even of, even. Um... I'm blanking on his name. Uh, the Packers wide receiver who came here this offseason. Sammy Watkins? No. 
he's uh he he came to KC this um this this offseason. He just Oh, you're Packers. talking about MVS. Yeah. yeah. He he he's the same as as uh, I mean he's obviously a little bit bigger than those guys. Uh, but they I mean they're all playing the same like field stretcher role. Uh so it'll be interesting to see how Andy Reid uses them cuz let's be honest, he's one of the smartest minds in the game. He'll figure a way out how to do it. And the thing is, too, something to note as well is I think that this is purely just an experiment, more so yeah. a long-term answer, um, just to see how it pans out, really. But, um, you know, one thing that didn't necessarily pan out the way that things, you know, were, were hoping, um, bridges were burned, like we said before, but Roquan Smith got sent to the Ravens. Um, <gasps> the Bears got a second-round pick, a fifth-round pick, and linebacker A.J. Klein in return for Roquan Smith, who um, he, he's been really good. I will say he deserves a lot of credit, um, but, and, and you know, people are freaking out right now. I will say my piece as well, but the thing is yeah. people are freaking out about how the bears didn't get a first round pick out of him. Um, ben, you released a TikTok on our page, I, yeah. which by the way, go and follow our TikTok, like it up. You can watch for Please. yourself, but you can also explain what you said in that TikTok. Yeah, no. Uh, so this is obviously before uh, the other trade you guys made. I'm not going to jump there too quick. Uh, but I was just talking about how you guys set your guys self up nicely in terms of cap um, and picks for this next year and stuff. Uh, but it, it drove me absolutely crazy. People in the comments were saying, like, we should have got a first for him. Um when was the last time a middle linebacker went for a first-round pick? The only time you see a linebacker go for a first-round pick is if they're an edge player. Jamal Adams was a safety. Yeah, right? <laughs> but but like, he might like as well have been a linebacker. I yeah, see what you yeah. did there. Yeah. Never mind. But, like, the last time you see a linebacker, like, like it just doesn't happen. And the only time you yeah. do see it is when they're Khalil Mack or, you know, there's someone in that mold. And um, Mac didn't even go for a first round pick in uh in the second trade. He did in the, in the first, second trade first, the first time. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That's the only time that you see these backers go for a first round picks is when they're edge players. So it drives me off the walls that Bears fans are like, we should have got a first one. That's yeah. that's there's no precedent for that. Right. There's no precedent for a linebacker that's not an edge player to go for a first. I think a second and a fifth was awesome value for him. Oh, absolutely. Uh Matt, what'd you think? I just I'm gonna lump them all together. I love what the Bears did all deadline week. Oh, oh my god! Um, just you know, I don't want to jump. I'm not gonna jump to the other okay, trade. Not to uh, hold on. Day. I'm sorry, and I know this is yeah. a football podcast. Uh, Ryan Kyle Schwarber just hit a home run. That's the fifth hey. of the game. Nice. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> fifth of the game. Or our fourth of the game. Phillies. Are like they're really getting around. Anyways, yeah. yeah. My bad. Um. Anyways, Matt, go ahead. But, yeah, like, this was a great trade. What Roquan wanted, I remember I was one in the offseason, like, scrutinizing Ryan Poles for alienating Roquan Smith. And now you, as I dig deeper, I realize he doesn't have an agent. He wants record set, like, set market money at linebacker. It's not a. It's not. I don't want to say valuable position, but it's not a position of need for a rebuilding team to set yeah. the market. And so, you trade him to the Ravens. You get a second round pick. You get a top sixty pick out of him because I don't think the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl or anything. They could, but you get just another pick that helps you execute the trade that happened today. 
and at a more valuable position. So kudos to the Bears. Kudos to Ryan Poles. It it was an awesome deadline week for them. No complaints here. And then for the Ravens, what are the Ravens doing? They haven't paid Lamar yet. He doesn't have an agent. Roquan Smith is going into his last year. He doesn't have an agent. He wants record, like, set market money. It's weird. And and you have to think that if they're giving up a day to pick, a premium day to pick, they want to keep Roquan around. This isn't just a 10 game rental like a Robert Quinn, right. maybe. So it's, I, it I, concerns me. I, I get what you're saying too, but um, your boy Patrick Queen has just been awful there. Dude, he's so um, bad. He's so bad. <laughs> you know so who's good this year? Seizure so Ruiz. Yeah. Yeah. So. But. Yeah, I I am a huge fan of this. Contrary to popular belief, um, you know, it, it sucks to watch Roquan go. To be honest with you, he was one of my favorite players on defense. And I mean, we talked about this. Um, ben, we talked about this at the at the preseason game. Um, Roquan, I mean, he's a huge, he's the heart and soul of our defense. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see how the Bears play defensively afterwards. But the thing is, is I mean, they got a second, a fifth, and linebacker A.J. Klein in return, too. So they have a little bit of an experiment going on with A.J. Klein. Not saying that he's definitely going to fill that hole as much no. as you know somebody huge would be. But um, the thing is, I mean, you have some young guys, and that's that's another point that I want to make, too, is that the Bears are getting younger. And that's, you know, not necessarily young getting you know rid of Roquan Smith, but more so, I mean, Robert Quinn, you see it going out the door. You have more young pass rushers and everything. And you have more potential for younger defensive stars to come in and be um, brought up by Matt Eberflus, and I'm very excited for that. And um, a lot cheaper. Yeah, yeah. That too. Well, Ryan, one thing too. Um, I knew he made your guys' initial 53. Um, Jack, Jack Sanborn. Sanborn. Yep, yeah. yep. I knew, I knew that's where he was going. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just, just a name to watch out for. but Yeah. Uh, the next trade, dude, the next trade that happened, and I, and I don't know if you have more, anything more to say, um, but I remember, like, texting you guys, like, where the heck are these trades at today? And then out of nowhere, yeah. um, I think it was, like, 12, 12 or 13 trades, like, happened today, which is the most of, like, any trade deadline in the NFL history. Um, but the, the first trade that happened today was, like, really, really perplexing. Like, I – the Lions suck. I'm sorry. That was an awful trade. Um, so the ones that he's talking about, by the way, TJ Hawkinson got true. dealt to the Vikings in an in-division trade that was pretty – you don't see those very often. Um, and it's – you know, I also made a TikTok about that one. I, I hope you guys watch that one. I put a lot of effort into that. But, um, you know, another in-division trade between the Vikings and a division rival, I don't understand how they're able to negotiate with division rivals like that. But, yeah. I mean, they're doing one heck of a job, man. Yeah, and in the compensation for that, for those who are wondering, um, it was TJ Hawkinson in two fourths for a second and a third. So they obviously they um, their picks got worse, but they didn't lose any picks, which is yeah. like super important. You got um, a tight end who could is right there on like the 10, 10 mark, um, probably a little bit ahead off the top of my head. Uh, but a tight end coming out that we thought Duke could be the best in the league, and now he's playing in like a very, very high-powered offense where we could see him take that next step. 
Um, and then you didn't lose any picks in the process. So. Right. Yeah. Matt, what'd you think? I mean, it's a bad team selling and a good team buying. That's, that's really all I thought from this trade. And it's weird that it is interdivision, but it's just who's going to give us the best compensation. And the team who just lost, it was first miss. I think he's going to IR. So it yep. makes sense that the Vikings were willing to give up the most. And now you have, you know, the Vikings are saying, we have a stranglehold on this division this year. So let's just keep going, you know, all gas right. breaks. So I, I like the trade for, for both sides. I think giving up fourth is weird on the Lions end, but if it gets yeah. it done to get, you know, what was it, a second this year and a third next year? Yeah, the full yep. details, it was Vikings sending a 2023 second-round pick and a 2024 fourth-round pick to Detroit in exchange for Hawkins. It was, it was two fours. Fourth and a 2024 conditional fourth. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'll be completely honest with you. It's, but, Matt, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to just note the compensation. But, yeah, I guess if it gets the deal done so they can get a second, it's fair. I mean – it is what it is, but I, I was talking in the group chat the other day. Like, I don't, I don't know how Dan Campbell makes it the next year. I really don't. It's going to be tough. Yeah. And for the Lions to have that good of a scoring offense to give up a key piece in that offense, it has to be a little bit concerning, right? If you're a Lions fan, like you know, especially because T.J. Hawkinson, I mean, he could block as well too, right? So I mean, you got to be thinking how much does that affect Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift as well. Um, you know, on those outside, you know, runs and stuff like that, too. You have to think about that, um, you know, and, and I mean, overall, your season's not really going too far. But I mean, TJ Hawkinson helps. Get ex- I mean, you know, um, I imagine he's up. their leading receiver, too, like with Aminra oh, missing well, what, two or three games? Yeah, I, I, I is. He's either there. Or it's, um, it, it's either him or he's darn close to it. Yeah, like I, I don't know. It good for the Vikings. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Just um, another. So yeah, no, I I mean the Vikings too. I mean, holy crap! What do you think this means for Irv Smith? I mean, well, he's he's hurt. I mean, he's hurt six to eight weeks, um, and he just hasn't been the guy that they expected him to be. But I mean, they had to go out there and get get them get themselves a guy to fill that role and they did more than more than just a role player that's for sure. Yeah. So next up, we have the most exciting trade of the day for me for at you. least. <laughs> um the Bears got Chase Claypool for a second round pick and it was Chicago's own pick. Um we'll get to why that matters later on after we're done covering the rest of the the picks, but um I want to say this. So for a 64 um, you know, 240 pound wide receiver. Um, this is exactly what you're looking for if you're the Bears. And somebody else said it in a in a TikTok that I watched earlier. I completely forgot. Otherwise, I would have totally given them, um, you know, their their credit. But um, they said he has a lot of untapped potential. Whether or not people want to, you know, bring that up. Um, think about it. So since 2021. Who has he been able to play with as far as a quarterback goes, right? So you've had Ben Roethlisberger, and he has really been playing at the best of his level. And then, you know, you also have Kenny Pickett and then Mitch Trubisky. 
um, unfortunately, you know, in training camp. And, and this is what concerns me a little bit in as far as this narrative goes. I mean, George Pickens beat him out for, you know, wide receiver two. And then you have Deontay Johnson and wide receiver one. So, like, that leaves Claypool at three. Why is he not higher up on that depth chart if he is as good as people are making him out to be? You know, you got to play devil's advocate with it as well. But if you are the Bears, I mean, he's fast. He can move to the ball. I mean, he can create the separation needed and everything. This is exactly what they need from a wide receiver standpoint in a dry free agents class for this upcoming offseason as well. Um, the draft looks pretty promising and, you know, but the thing is, is like when you have so many needs on offense, as far as the offensive line goes, and now you have a couple holes on defense that, you know, your defensive line needs help as a whole. You now have a hole at, you know, um, your middle linebacker spot. And now you're starting to think, I mean, Kyler Gordon's shown a lot of potential, but, do you even consider – I mean, if, if you're analyzing the defense, you have to at least consider, um, you know, your options as far as do yeah. I take a nickel cornerback or, you know, do I move Kyler to two and have Vildor knocked out? Like, there's a lot that the GM can do. And trading for Claypool, I think, eliminates a need at least temporarily. And with this wide receiver room, I'm more confident in it today than I was yesterday. Ben, what I, do you think? Yeah, no, I, I would hope so. Um, yeah, I just got two talking ports, uh, points. Um, one, uh, yeah, I have to toot my own horn. Yes. I called this. Uh, what what episode are we going to be recording tomorrow? 51? Oh, no, we are going to be recording 42. 42. I yeah. was off by all right, 42. Um, nine weeks ago, I said something about this. Before it was even out there, and, and now here it is. Um, but anyways, it, it's I had a tough time putting a you know a grade on this one. A second for Claypool is a lot. That's a hefty price. I don't think Claypool is a second round like he's not worth a second round pick. But that being said, you guys needed help, and this was the yes. Option. You're like I saw Matt tweet it. The only other option out there was Calvin Ridley, and he's not playing this year. So this was your option, and it was a trade you guys had to go out and make. Um, so it was a little hefty in compensation for him. Uh, but at the end of the day, you guys got better. Your receiving core is better, and hopefully now this gives Justin Fields um, another target to help him develop. So you can't knock it too much. Yeah, no, for sure, um, Matt. Uh, before I get to you, I want to play a short little clip of what Ben was talking about. This what? is strictly hypothetical. Again, this is just something that I've thrown out here. Um, we've seen coming out of Steelers camp, too, um, that George Pickens, um, you know, reporters are saying that he might overtake Claypool um, as wide receiver, too, uh, which would be really, really fun because then at that point, Claypool is going to be like, hey, guys, um, I, don't I, really I want, want some more targets. Here. I don't want to be here. Um, which um, I don't think Demont uh, would. You know, they, they you know Steelers have no reason to want Demont. Um, but just right now, again, I don't know anything. Just I'm looking at the landscape of the NFL. Um, I think, and he would be an awesome fit alongside Darnell Mooney too. Um, so mm-hmm. you guys, you guys, I mean, you guys could end up mm-hmm. with the Steelers wide receiver, not quite the guy that you mm-hmm. thought. Uh, but that, that would be fun to see. I would love to see that. Um, but. Anyways, In- I mean, 
you got to give the man some credit, right? And I'm sure you had the same reaction too when this happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah, no, for sure. And the thing is too, like, it, it's insane because I I just want to give our podcast a little props because that wasn't the only call out that we've had on this. So if you want tip top analysis and you're listening for the first time, keep following. Uh, but yeah, no, that was episode 33. So yes. I mean, you're thinking about he was talking about nine, camp nine yeah. weeks ago. Ben called it. He called it nine weeks in advance. Crazy. Anyways, <laughs> um, Matt, what were your thoughts on the trade? So I'm going to start this by reading out some numbers, both yes. from. The 2023 free agent class and Chase Claypool's combine numbers. Chase <laughs> yeah. Claypool is six foot four, almost 240 pounds, and he ran a 4.42 in the 40. He jumped a 40 in vertical, and he jumped a 12.6 broad. That's explosion. Mm-hmm. That's monster size. And let's talk about you know we always talk about the Bears and how much money they have. Well, let's look at some of the names who are going to, going to be out there in free agency at the wide receiver position this year. The guy with the most snaps is Mac Hollins, Paris mm. Camp, Juju Smith-Schuster, Noah Brown. Do any of those guys compare to him? No. Now, here's the thing, though. I will say I would like a Polaris Campbell signing. That'd be pretty cool. He's been doing pretty solid. Yeah, Paris Campbell is a, you know, what he is. You know, he's He'd be a nice goes, little complimentary yeah. piece. He's that wide receiver three, Quez yeah. Watkins for yeah. the Eagles. Perfect, perfect comparison. But, yeah. like, Ace Claypool has a lot of untapped potential, I think. Like, oh, yeah. you mentioned it. Like, he has insane size. He has the potential to be amazing, and it's – in comparison, what could they have gotten better? You know, like, there's no, you know, DK got extended. Deontay mm-hmm. got extended. Debo got extended. Terry McLaurin got extended. There was nobody really else out there for, for it's the It's time team. to make Chase Claypool one of those guys among yeah, the names. There's And there's a possibility that could happen. And that's why I really like this deal. Because the more and more I look at it, because a lot of people, right when it happened, were like just poo pooing all over it. They were like, yeah. oh, that's way too much. That's a top 40 pick. Yeah. You're gambling on potential. It's the same way when Kyler Murray got extended. Yeah, he's not <laughs> worth that. Now, but he could be. He could be, could be yeah. worth that. But the thing is, too, so. some of the people that I saw on Bears Twitter that are saying that they gave up too much were the same exact people just a couple years ago that were mad that the Bears didn't use their second-round pick on Chase Claypool in the draft. And now, I mean, you know, let's make a note of this, too. You've already got chemistry established in the Bears system for Chase Claypool. Did you know? You guys probably did. But did you know that Equinemia St. Brown and Cole Kmet and Chase Claypool used to play on the same exact team? Back in 2017 in Notre Dame, that's pretty cool. St. Brown was a senior. Claypool was a sophomore. Cole Kmet was a freshman. Although they didn't really see the field together, I mean, development right there, I mean, the fact that they were able to practice together, the fact that they were able to develop under the same coaching staff and, and you know, at least have a similar path, like, 
I mean, Cole Komet and Chase Claypool have a crazy amount of chemistry together at, by themselves. And then you throw Equinemia St. Brown in there as well. That's huge. That's huge for team chemistry. And then you look at Justin Fields as well that, hey, guess what? I have three receivers right now that can already tell me like, hey, like, you know, we can do this. We've We've been there before. I got your back. Toss the rock up and I'll go up there and grab it. Like, that's the thing. And Chase Claypool, I think, can be that guy. Now, I won't go as far as to say he's going to be the next Justin Jefferson, like I saw somebody on a TikTok say. I don't think he's <laughs> going to be something like that. But what I will say is, and I had this conversation, shout out to my buddy Alex. Um, I don't think that he's listening to this, but I called him because he too is a Bears fan. Um, he said, I think we finally got our wide receiver one. I think this is it. And he's only 24 years old. Um, you know, this is, this is nice. This is perfect. I don't, you know, as far as that goes, I'm at this point, I'm really just looking forward to Sunday. Um, I get to go see the bears play Miami and, you know, when we record, you know, tomorrow, I'm going to be even more excited. Um, we'll cover that game. Uh, so stay, stay tuned for that tomorrow, but, um, definitely a different landscape as well. I mean, you look at the bears offensive weapons right? You could call them weapons right now. I think the way that they can utilize them, you could, that's a, that's a fair statement. You have Justin Fields that can extend the play with his legs, gain the first down. If you need it, he showed that against the Cowboys, which by the way, number two defense in the league. And they put up 30 points, just saying little preview for tomorrow, but David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, Tristan Ebner. That's a pretty solid running back room. I'd say, but can be a little bit better. Cole Kmet, Ryan Griffin, probably the downside of this offense right now, other than offensive line. Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, Equinemia St. Brown, that is pretty good on its own. I am so sold on those top three as of right now. That's way better than what we had. But then you have Nikhil Harry that's good on the run block, and he's super tough, and he can cut really good on those slant routes. You have Valus Jones Jr. that you can utilize in sweep plays and stuff like that to where – you know, I mean, that that's huge, too. And we still have yet to see Byron Pringle in a Bears uniform who has fallen down the depth chart as a result. Um, I mean, you've got you've got potential to set these guys up and and have a better thing. But the thing is, is like Justin Fields is flourished with nothing. You throw Chase Claypool into that offense. It looks pretty solid. Ben, no, I flourish is not the word to use. I I'm pushing back on that flourish is not the word to use. Um, and yes, he helps your guys' offense. Um, at the end of the day though, I still think you guys probably still have the second worst wide receiving group in the league, maybe behind the Titans. Um, I think, I think it's a good look. Um, and I think now this allows you guys to pretty much almost forces you guys to take an offensive lineman in the first round this year, which is nice. Um, but um, you guys are still going to be like a five, six win team this year. So I don't want you to get too far in front of yourself. Which, which is completely okay yes. if you learn more about Justin Fields. Absolutely that was, agree. That yeah. was the. That's what this trade was for. That's what they. T- that's the route they took. Yes. They said we invested in defense. Let's trade these veteran defensive pieces who we're not going to pay and we don't want to pay. Yep. And turn them into offense. So yep. Yep. they did. And it's just the thing it's is, a great job. 
I I was watching Ryan Poles, and one of the things that he does that really, um, you know, impresses me is that he holds himself accountable for every decision that he makes. He says, I'm the leader of this team, and at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to be one of the main reasons why we go where we go because I am responsible for building this team. And if I do it irresponsibly, then it's not going to work out. But at the end of the day, you know, you look at this, he said, the reason why we traded for Chase Claypool is because we believe that he has a lot of untapped potential. Um, he's shown a lot. Um, you know, they were like, what about his numbers right now? Because it doesn't look like he's on, you know, a, a very steep, you know, rise in, um, you know, in Pittsburgh. And he goes, things are pretty crazy over there right now. He's like, they're, they're kind of in a, their own little situation. But the thing is, we're in a completely different situation that allows him to do better. Um, and if you look at his stats, he's still on track for his other two seasons where he had just over 800 yards, almost 900 yards, I think, in his first season. Um, so, I mean, you look at that. I mean, the guy's already had over 2,000 yards in a season. That's pretty solid. Or not in a season, but in his career. But the reason why he said that he traded for Chase Claypool, the main reason is to let him develop with Justin Fields as far as chemistry goes and to improve Justin Fields' confidence as we go forward in the game, which is huge. Ben, we've talked about it on the podcast before. At the end of the day, if you win a solid three or four games a season, right, which they're pretty much already there, yep. but, like, you know, even if you win five to six games, if Fields underperforms, there's a chance that his confidence takes a hit and the quarterback's ruined. I mean, he's a very delicate – that whole position is a very delicate position. But the second that you give him one tiny little piece like Chase Claypool to let him develop around that and then in the offseason improve his offensive line and then maybe make another move for a wide receiver, maybe not as big of a name, but like another pretty decent depth piece like a Polaris Campbell that we talked about that's a solid three option. You know, maybe you do something like that to where, hey, guess what? We believe in you as our quarterback one, which is a huge part that I think had – a play in this that we have yet to mention. Justin Fields is the quarterback of the future in Chicago. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that they believe that internally, but you start thinking about it. Now that they're investing on that side of the ball, he has weapons. He has Darnell Mooney. He has Chase Claypool. Equinemia St. Brown is a solid three option. You have David Montgomery and you have a rising Khalil Herbert. That's pretty solid. Tristan Ebner had a pretty decent showing in the preseason. So far what we've seen in the, the, regular season as well when David Montgomery was hurt. I mean, they believe in him. He has the pieces to at least progress in his career this season. And next season, it looks like, look, man, if you don't flourish under what we're about to do for you, maybe we should go a different direction. But as of right now, I am so set on Justin Fields being the quarterback for at least the next two years. I'm okay with that. Um, do you think we should move on now? I think we spent a lot of time on this one. We can get back to it. What do you yes. Think? <laughs> William Jackson got traded to the Steelers. Um, you know, the commanders got a conditional sixth in 2024 for Jackson and a conditional 25, uh, 2025 seventh rounder. Um, the commanders were going to release William, um, Jackson before, uh, they traded for him. 
the only reason why the Steelers traded for him is really to just get first grab. Um, yep. Guys, what do you think about this one? I feel like we don't really have to touch yeah, too much. There, on this there's one, not but. there's not too much uh, there. Uh, honestly, my biggest takeaway is I think we live in like the era of conditional picks now. Howie yeah. Roseman started that with uh, the Carson Wentz stuff, but now it's just conditional picks everywhere. Like we'll get into it. There's more trades. It's just conditional picks around. Yeah, Matt, anything? I mean, yeah, I'm surprised someone picked him up, like, to take on that contract. Like, I think yeah. the, the commander's getting off of that. Like, that's a that was a huge swing and miss for them last offseason. So, I mean, he's not on the books anymore. So, I mean, good for Washington. Cheap, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever. So, the Dolphins are trading a first-round pick and more. I have the full trade de- details to the Broncos for star pass rusher Bradley Chubb. Miami will trade their 2023 first round pick that San Francisco's their 2024 fourth and Chase Edmonds for Bradley Chubb in a 2025 fifth. Um, I really hope that they can get a deal done with Bradley Chubb. Um, otherwise they're kind of screwed, but this team has made a lot of, of progress in the last couple years. Um, and I can get to that as well, but I'm wondering what your guys' thoughts on this, because this is probably the biggest trade out of the day. Oh yeah. So sure. uh, Ben, let's start with you. Um, honestly, being uh, the self-centered person I am, um, my biggest take, like, like looking at my thoughts on the Robert Quinn trade when it happened, Versus my thoughts on it now after the Bradley Chubb trade. Um, I'm actually, I, I like the Robert Quinn trade so much more. I remember coming on the podcast saying like, I much really much would have rather had a third or second round pick for, for Chubb. But if he's going for that much, the fact that the Broncos got that much from the Dolphins is mind boggling. Um, right. I do think that the, the Dolphins overpaid here. Um, but at the end of the day, um, he still is a good pass rusher. Uh, he needs to get paid. Um, but, uh, it's just a matter of, you know, the, the Dolphins just trying to stay afloat. Uh, I wouldn't say stay afloat cause they're pretty good. Uh, but just trying to compete with those other, uh, two juggernauts there in the AFC. Matt. Yeah. I mean, it's just them being all in really. Yep. I mean, uh, cause they're going to pay Pat Bradley Chubb. There's no way you trade a first round pick for kind of a rental cause he was 18. So yeah, he's on the last year of his contract, too. Um, yeah, I mean, a first-round pick is a steep price to pay. And I saw something that they traded three first-round picks to give up that third pick to the, to the Niners with the Trey Lance deal. All of them have turned into playmakers. I don't know if you've heard of them, but Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, and now Bradley mm-hmm. Chubb. So mm-hmm. it's just them going all in on Tua, and I like it. And whether that is a playoff win or a playoff berth, something like that, staying pace with the Bills, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you got to do it, but going all in on two, I like it. You know, it's a, it's clearly a defensive upgrade at the position, but one thing that I am really looking at specifically is Miami trading away Chase Edmonds. Um, I think that that's a point that needs to be talked about too. I mean, we talked about it in the preseason. In fact, I, I called it saying that Chase Edmonds was going to Miami. Um, but 
I think, you know, now you have a three-headed monster, potentially, if Javante Williams can get healthy next year. Um, and Javante, you have Melvin Gordon, and then you also have Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds signed a two-year deal with a potential out in 2023, so if they want to move forward with Melvin Gordon, that's cool, too. Um, you know, so, yeah, the, they have him until 2023. If not, um, I think – that's a talking point for sure. If you want to have three running backs like that, or if you're wanting to keep Melvin Gordon or what this means for Melvin Gordon and, you know, his already kind of rocky relationship with the Broncos this season. I mean, what do you guys make out of that? Uh, Melvin Gordon's not going to be there after this season. I mean, I'd be very, very surprised um, there after the season, but I mean, in terms of the dolphins and everything, um, Moster was a clear back there. Um, I, I think down like the last few games we saw that, um, and not to like skip ahead too much, but I mean the next trade we saw right after that was them trading to get that second back in Jeff Wilson um, yeah. from the Niners, um, and I, I feel like they overpaid a little bit there, but um, I mean they traded a fifth round pick for Jeff Wilson. Um, you know, again now you take a little bit of pressure off of uh, Moster. Um, I think they are a clear winner in this deadline. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, I mean, as far as overall winner, I'm not entirely sure. Um, we'll get to that as well. But, um, yeah, no, Je I mean, Jeff Wilson's not a bad back to have, man. I think that that's a pretty solid return as well. So, um, next up, uh, Calvin Ridley got traded to the Jaguars. Um that's that's pretty big and you really think like okay here's here's what i'm thinking now right you've got to talk about trevor lawrence then they're wanting to build around him obviously um but he hasn't really been playing all that well right so like next year if he doesn't work out with calvin ridley and christian kirk do you think about maybe pulling the trigger on a different quarterback what do you guys think no <laughs> just, just no, I like I, I don't. I'll you, take, I want to, I want to take. You have to let him play out his his four yeah. years. I think. His okay. he's so weird because the only guy I can compare him to when I watch him is Josh Allen, and that's just a ridiculous comparison. I shouldn't do yeah. that, but I have to. He is his highs are as high as they can oh, be, no. but his lows are as low as they can be. He just needs to find level out consistency that is above average. Maybe not, you know, Josh Allen's super alien like, but you know what I'm saying. And I think Calvin Ridley really helps that because they didn't have a field stretcher on the outside on the on the perimeter. They have Christian Kirk, who primarily only works out of the slot. Now yeah. you get Calvin Ridley in one of the weirdest trades they described. So it's a fourth round pick in 2024. But if he meets he meets incentives. He gets it's a third, and if he gets extended, it's a second. So like, could the the Falcons, like the Falcons can't get burned. I I think is what I'm hearing. But yeah, like it's you don't you don't get rid of Lawrence. I think there's there's still a lot there in Trevor Lawrence. I I love Trevor Lawrence, but the lows are hardly. Calvin Ridley is a pretty solid option, though, and something to look at too is that his age. Um, you know, he's an I, old guy. He was an old guy coming out of college. He's an old too. guy coming, yeah. So I, DJ I mean, drafted ahead of him. I yeah. <laughs> well, 
two, and this is just like a, like a bigger picture thing, just in terms of the NFL, um, like taking like a broader look and seeing how good my Eagles are. Um, it's crazy that like, yeah, I mean, we went out, we uh, traded for good players, we drafted well, but so much of the NFL is like the luck of the draw. It, Jalen Hurts would not have been here without AJ Brown, and we almost traded for for Calvin Ridley last if he didn't get suspended, and then we almost signed Christian Kirk but we got outbid. We almost signed Allen Robinson, and we got outbid. And if any three of those guys would have hit, we wouldn't have A.J. Brown. And and moreover, when we first made the like the Jalen Hurts pick, like people were pooping on it. And then everything yeah. happened with Carson. And like so much of the NFL, I, I think like you can take like a broad look at this, is so much luck. And I think we forget about that. You know, people focus on the salary cap and picks, and obviously that has um, – a lot to do with the league as well, uh, but a lot of it's just luck and, and just timing and, and things swinging the right way for the right teams. Um, and ironically enough to tie that back in, it might look very well for your team there, Ryan. So. <laughs> well, here's the thing too. Um, something to note is um, what the Jaguars gave up um, and it's kind of confusing. So let me break it down. Um, the Falcons received a 2023 fifth round pick and a conditional 2024 fourth round pick. Uh, the conditional fourth can turn into a third rounder if Ridley reaches certain incentives. And then he can also, or that fourth round pick can turn into a second rounder if Ridley gets an extension. Um, now something to look at too, Ridley has one year left of his contract. So if it doesn't play out in Jacksonville the way that they want it to, they can just send that fourth round pick over there and, you know, with no. that fifth round pick and be completely okay. Um, Ridley will be a free agent, or if it does, you're you're extending a 27 year old receiver. Like to me, that doesn't look good. For sure, he's talented. I see him getting an extension later on, but it's more so how much is that extension going to be? Because he was putting up pretty solid numbers before he got suspended. Is he going to keep up those numbers? And in the scenario, how much is he going to ask for? And then you're looking at maybe a four-year deal in which he's going to be 28 years old. That's going to be a 32-year-old wide receiver who normally at that age you don't get to see a lot of money if you're a wide receiver in the NFL that's 32 years old. What do you guys think? It, well, well, the, the thing, too, that like um, I'm confused, and if, I mean, if you guys can clarify this for me, awesome. Um, if he comes into next season, doesn't hit the incentive, let's say he like stinks it up, um, no one wants him, um, and the Jaguars can get him for cheap. Does that just skip over the third-round pick and then just jump right into that second? You're saying if he still gets an extension but doesn't hit the yeah, incentives? Yeah. Yes. But doesn't yeah. hit the incentive, he still, they yeah. still have to give up the it's second. It's a second-round pick, yeah. Okay, and now what happens if they let him go into free agency, they don't extend him, but they end up signing him? I mean, technically, at that point, it would be an extension. Yeah, not true. if he has the market. I don't think. Well, yeah, I, no. If he doesn't, if if he's in unrestricted territory, then yeah, yeah. I, don't I think promise that. you that the Falcons okay. didn't let any loopholes develop. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, but I'm saying if he hit, if he's unrestricted and he hits the market, and let's say he hits the market, no one wants to sign him, and the Jaguars sign him for six million dollars for a year. And he was sitting on the market for two weeks. I don't think they give up the second round pick at that point. If he's an unrestricted agent and he hits the market, like I don't think that counts as an extension. 
because they didn't sign him to it in the middle of the season. I think that's a whole new contract to sign an extension on the contract. I I still think that it would be considered an extension or at least fall into that conditional pick territory. Probably the conditional pick I could see, but mm. because I mean I don't know. Anyways, next up, uh, I, I should say oh, last. I just want to. I just want to. Yeah, of course. Something is that like if they extend him. The amount of, amount of receivers they have, like the money tied in, <laughs> yeah. is insane. Because they signed, they they signed Christian Kirk for a big contract. They signed Zay Jones for they overpaid Zay Jones, kind mm-hmm. of. They signed Evan Ingram, who they're exclusively exclusively running out of the slot, so he's a receiver. Jamal Agnew, who they work into the system, and now you're working in Calvin Ridley, who probably should demand money than all of them? Yeah. That's a lot tied into it. So I am and, – and here's a guy who the next time he plays football, it'll be – I think it's like 20-something months since the last time he played football. That's insane. Yeah. Like, that's concerning. And it's a risk. It's Yeah, it's – it's a big shot by Balky, but I think if this doesn't work for Trent Balky, he should not come back. This is his last. Balky shouldn't have came back last year, though. We know that, but <laughs> hit on, you know, you look at some guys like some guys who weren't supposed to be this good are, you know, I feel like he got scrutinized for the ETN pick, and ETN has so much burst and explosion. Um, and he's more than a running back. Another receiving weapon. Um, yeah. And Trayvon Walker taking that pick, taking that risk. I, I don't want to, you know, it's, yeah. it's still his rookie year. I don't want to say anything. But, yeah, it's it's a risk. And I don't – the more the more I look at the Claypool trade, the more I like it. The more I look at this trade, the more I don't. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah. It. Um, It's like a mirror. Anyways, um, so Naheem Hines got traded to the Bills today. Uh, Colts received running back Zach Moss in a conditional sixth. Um, How much of an upgrade is Hines to Moss, and how about that running back room, man? Well, not not even that. Not Alvin Kamara. We had, had, um, you know, we, we talked about the Chiefs trading for Tony and how it didn't. You know, that it's kind of a sign that it didn't go very well for the Sky Moore pick. Um, but we have to say the same thing when it comes to, to James Cook. I mean, yeah. J- James Cook was like we projected his role to be the same thing that Naeem Himes is. The smaller yeah. guy who's receiving out of the backfield, who's explosive. Um, and now they're traded for him and he's going to take a majority of those third down receiving roles, those third and long roles. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that means for James Cook. Yeah. So I was going to say, yeah, I mean, Matt, how do you think the, uh, the depth chart will fall and how will the snap share go? Um, this is just another weapon at their disposal. Like Naeem Hines, it's, it's weird. He's, he's under contract until 2024. So like, yeah, like Ben said, this really does shoot like, man, maybe we did. Maybe we shouldn't have gone up to get Cook, you know, when when he's right there. But yeah, I mean, 
he's just another weapon. You know, it's the rich get richer. That's really oh, it. Yeah. Um, and he's just another weapon that say, like I saw someone talk about this on Twitter is like, say you have to spy Josh Allen. What do you do with Naeem Hines? Do you leave him in one-on-one with a linebacker? You don't, you know, <laughs> just going to let him cook the linebacker and Josh Allen's going to pick you apart doing that. So yeah. it's the rich get richer. And it was, we don't want to give up a fourth round pick for Kareem Hunt. That's what this deal was. Was Kareem. <sighs> and I don't know if we'll you guys saw, I don't know if you guys saw the, the Pat McAfee show. Cause I was watching that today. He was pissed that this deal happened. He was mad. Yeah. He was really like, yeah, he was, he was like, this dude's a great, he's awesome in the community. We love him in Indy. This doesn't make any sense. And well, like, just until the end of the show, like he ranted about it for like five to seven minutes and just ended the show. And he said it, that I'm out. It, it, it makes. Especially because it was I, a good trade too. Yeah. No, I, at first it was, it was a little head scratching. Um, but then I think uh, Schefter came out later on saying that like Heinz like asked out and he like wanted that trade. Um, so that, puts a little like a little bit more into perspective because this kind of came out of nowhere. Like reports came out yesterday, like, Oh, Heinz is on the trade market. And yeah. it was a little bit confusing. Um, but then, you know, w- once you see that Schefter tweet saying, you know, Heinz asked it out, it, it makes a lot more sense now. So I have a few more talking points um, that, <laughs> you know, we didn't get to discuss just yet. Um, but before we get to them, I have a, a certain player that I want to talk about that has to make a decision shortly, and that's OBJ. Where is he going to fit in? Do we automatically assume that he's going to Green Bay? No. Is he going somewhere? I mean, and what money does Green Bay have? Is, are they going to pay him in Bitcoin again? Like, that didn't work out. Um, I mean, you want a ring. He's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, or is he actually going to the Giants? Like, because we've seen some rumors about that as well. Um, now is your time, Ben. You could create some more wizardry. I want both of you, and I will make one as well. I want you guys to make a prediction as far as where Odell Beckham Jr. will be playing in 2022 after he finishes his recovery from his ACL tear. Um, a definitely not the Packers. And while this might be a clip that comes back and bites me in the butt, um, if I'm OBJ, I'm not going to the Packers. They just have not looked good. They like that's just not happening. Um, the the one team I could see the obvious answer to is the team that you named is the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm gonna go um, kind of an out of the box pick. Um, the Niners. We um Ooh. we saw. Kyle Shanahan came out today, talked a little bit about him, how he loves him and stuff. Um, and it gets back to the point that Matt was kind of making with the Bills. It's a rich gets richer situation. That offense with Debo and Kittle and Ayuk and CMC, and then you add OBJ to that. Yeah. And then you pair that with the defense. I mean, that might give the Bills a run for their money. Um, I, Yeah, I'm going to go with the out there pick, and I'm going to say the Niners. All right, Matt. The team I think Odell is going to play for is the Cowboys. 
I think <laughs> I think Jerry is gonna do whatever he has to to get him, and he's gonna get him because guys like playing with the star on their helmet. And there was rumor like what it was today. I think an ESPN uh, Cowboys reporter he reported that until the buzzer sounded at three, they were trying to get Brandon Cooks, and they just couldn't agree on on a on compensation. And Jerry, eighteen million. Jerry has raved about Odell in the past, and I think it's they didn't make a deal for a receiver. They don't have a third receiver. It's just, you know, let's get a new guy in there. Let let's get let's get a high name in there. And Odell is. What do you think? So, <laughs> the way that I'm looking at it, right? There are a couple options in which, I mean, I don't know. I, I I could see him going a lot of different places. I mean, a lot of them make sense. I mean, the Cowboys, I didn't really think about it where, you know, I, I mean, I could see it. I could see it. And um, <laughs> I just, I have one idea. And this just throws together all of my, you know, um, my my ideas as far as where it will go. But this is what I'm going to do. In order to make my decision easier, we're going to spin a wheel, boys. <laughs> we're going to spin a wheel. Um, I have the Browns, Cowboys, Chiefs, Rams, Packers, and Giants on this, right? I just want to say this. Personally, I think the Giants are going to be picking him up. I think this is what's going to happen. He's always wanted to win a ring in New York, and that's going to help them. But I'm going to go ahead and click this thing, and this will be my pick. And we'll see how it goes. Hey! Oh, all right. Cowboys. All right, cool. Because I, I was I was cool with the Chiefs as well. It was pretty close. Um, yeah, so that's, that's one thing that I wanted to talk about as well because it's definitely interesting, and you have to look at – I mean, we just talked about it. The Packers almost got Chase Claypool. Almost. They offered a second-round pick to Pittsburgh. But the Steelers decided the Bears had the more valuable second-round pick, and they oh, went yeah. with Chicago. Um, let's note as well that they had no intentions of trading away Claypool, but they did. And the Packers did not get stronger this trade deadline. I mean, what do you where what what route do you go here? Do you I mean you have to think about drafting one, right? Yeah. No, that's that that's the obvious move, I think, is is drafting someone. Um but yeah, no, them not like going out there and finding someone, I thought um they probably should have been in the mix for Cook. Um obviously we saw them in books uh for uh Claypool as well. Um yeah, I'm just surprised they didn't go out and, and trade for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, they're Matt, just not looking good, man. They just they just needed to do something. They just needed to do something. Like if if you're in a bidding war over Chase Claypool with the Bears, you have to win that. Yeah, <laughs> like, especially if you're the Packers. No, but if you're you can't anybody else. First round pick. It means more to you. Like this is another receiver that the Bears won over. The Packers, remember Allen Robinson a few years ago? Like, it's, I don't know. Like, they needed to do something. 
and maybe a second and a fourth, but you can't give up a first. They couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they couldn't give up too much compensation. They couldn't, you know, because of the final day. I was gonna say like get Brandon Cooks, but you can't eat cap. You have to take all that on, and with that Aaron Rodgers contract, you can't do it. So I don't know. I don't know. Do they just hope and pray they get to nine wins and they sneak in in the seventh? And they say the NFC is bad enough. We could run the table because we did it in 2010. We did it, you know, 12 years ago. Yeah. I really, I don't know. They should have done something and they didn't do anything. And it's the same old Packers. And if they don't make the playoffs, which is really likely, they need to make a change Mm -hmm. in GM because this GM just doesn't have balls that other GMs do. It's crazy. It's almost like somebody said that the Packers wouldn't make the playoffs. It's it was an insane take at the time, but now it's you know when you lose to the Giants, Jets, and the Commanders on a three week span. <laughs> like I'm not going to give them too much flack about the Bills' loss; they covered, so good yeah. for them. But <laughs> you can't win. You can't lose to those three teams in back-to-back-to-back weeks and then go, yeah, "Yeah, we're fine. We're just going to run the ball every time because that was what they did against the Bills. Yeah. And it kind of worked a little bit. 17 points. Yeah. Well, oh, man, just got to say, my Bears are playing the Bills later on the season, and I might not even watch that game just because it's going to be a bloodbath. Like, literally. (laughs) If if Justin Fields looks good, like, feel good. Like, honestly, it's – no, I am no, one no, no. Who the is, defense is what I'm concerned about. Yeah. They're going to sling the rocks. Who is really like, there is good in failure. You know, if yeah. you don't have to win the game to see a plus, you know, yeah. it's just. We'll cover that with the Cowboys game in tomorrow's recording as well. But what I want to get to lastly is who almost got traded today. Um, options that were on the table. For Green Bay that they just didn't pull the trigger on. And yes, I'm just saying that because I want to rub it in. Um, DJ Moore, for example, Brandon Cooks, Jerry Judy, um, you know, you have Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, uh, even Alvin Kamara would have been a pretty decent ad. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, um, all those guys are wide receivers that didn't get dealt. And then you also have Kareem Hunt, uh, Greedy Williams, uh, Cam Akers, Josh Allen, Brian Burns, uh, who, by the way, the Rams offered the next two first-round picks for the Burns, even though I have no idea how the Rams still have draft picks to begin. them picks. Um, Antonio Gibson, another name that had some rumors tied to him as well. Um, I mean, these are all pretty big names, um, and I want to hear your guys' reactions on them because, you know, going down the list, I can see a couple guys that will not be with their team um next year ben what do you think yeah well most of you guys won't um i was a little bit disappointed um that we didn't get it back but you know how disappointed can i be in my team is seven to no um <laughs> i really wanted hunt um but it is what it is i guess they got a reload um, for but, watson <laughs> um the the interesting thing that came out of that was was the acres thing though Um, because after he didn't get traded, uh, he came out saying that like, he still doesn't think playing with the Rams is like good for his career. So I wonder if he just sits out 
And he Might just forces the Rams to say, cut me. I'm not playing for you. Um, and I think that might be like, that might be the first time we see that. I don't, I don't know how often that actually happens in the NFL. Um, so it'll be interesting to just monitor that situation throughout the rest of the season. I want to add David Montgomery to this list as well. Cause he had some rumors surrounding him. He was not um, traded, but I mean, there was potential for it. Um, I'm just saying generally these guys had some trade, you know, rumors going around about them. Matt, what do you think? I mean, the the one I'm most surprised about is Kareem Hunt because where are the Browns going? They're not going anywhere and he is he's gone. You already extended Nick Chubb. You're not you can't pay another like who you know Kareem Hunt doesn't save premium back, but the thing, the common conception around the league is that he could start for a lot of teams. And if he would have gone to the Eagles, who were to know, he'd probably be the starter or at least a 50 50 share with Miles Sanders. Oh, yeah. So that just didn't make any sense. Like, it's rumors that they were asking for a fourth. Just suck it up and take a fifth. Get something. Because yeah. he's going to leave. He's coming. You know, I don't think he's coming back. Same with Greedy Williams. You know, I thought I thought the Browns should have been more sellers than they are because they have to deal with the massive contract that comes with, oh. you know, the predator they, they signed. So, yeah. See, you know, I um, another one you, you, you didn't mention was Isaiah Wynn, you know, yeah. a left tackle. I thought he would be someone that someone would, you know, trade for, you know. It's a left tackle. It's a starting caliber left tackle who is on the last year of his deal. Get something for him if you're Bill Belichick. But I got nothing, really. I mean, no one could really make the money work with Brandon Cooks. And the thing that's why I'm not mad about Brandon Cooks not getting traded is because every year until he does, it'll be in, you know, last year it was in the rumors. This year it's in the rumors. Next year it will certainly be in the rumors. Like, yeah, he doesn't. You know, he's 30, he's a good receiver, and, you know, he's still under contract until, like, 2024, so. Yeah. One of the guys that that you didn't mention, either one of you, um, Brandon Cooks. I mean, the Texans were exploring a trade with him to see, you know, what made the most sense, and he didn't end up being dealt. Um, What are you smiling about, Ben? Didn't Matt just (laughs) – Did Matt just, just spent that? yeah Matt that's what that's who Matt's been talking about for the last like yeah. two minutes. I thought you just said somebody else. Was that no, a nickname? He said or Brandon Cooks. No, yeah, I said Cooks. He said, he oh, said Cooks. That's okay. okay. Oh well, yeah, no, we'll, okay. We'll I swear that. to you, I thought that uh, there might have been like an audio. I did say Isaiah Win, and then quickly and then went into Cooks. Oh yeah, but yeah, that's uh, okay. Well, yeah, then Brandon Cooks. Yeah, no. Um, but, I mean, oh yeah, you know, that's fair. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's somebody that I'm I'm it pretty just, surprised about. But Alvin Kamara as well. No, um, Alvin Kamara was never. If if they would have lost to the Raiders, I re- like there would have been concern from me. And Here's, yeah, I would trade you for him. It's I guess we'll never know. Moment for like, me. Well, I would have traded you a fourth and Miles Sanders deal. The thing I is, would've, I would have laughed. Somebody like the and Eagles, we would have taken it. Somebody like the Eagles would have really loved a player like Alvin Kamara. Clearly, I mean, Kamara's a beast. And especially because, you know, you I'm just saying somebody like the Eagles because the Eagles are contenders. You got to think, you know, any contender right now could use them for the second half of the season and even the playoffs. Um, 
the Saints, what they're going into is, um, I mean, they don't have all the cap space in the world, and then they have to deal with a little bit more of a suspension for Alvin Kamara following what happened at the Pro Bowl as well. Um, if you're going to miss them for a year, you might as well trade away the cap space, start a little bit fresh, see what else you can get out there. Um, you know, maybe try and see what, you know, a Kareem Hunt can do for you later on a free agency if possible. So um, those were those were really mine. That and Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims as well. I know that they said that they weren't going to, you know, process that trade request. But other than that, I mean, you know, and Kendrick Bourne too. We need to talk about a little bit of Kendrick Bourne too. Um, you know, several rumors surrounding him. Uh, you already said Cam Akers and uh, DJ Moore was one of them, but clearly he's a young option where he can be really built around and he'll be a nice piece to compliment whatever quarterback's going to pop in um, next season. So um, that that'll conclude our show for the NFL trade deadline. Um, we will see you guys back here tomorrow on youtube facebook and twitter if you do not follow us on those and you're just listening at home after these things are posted thank you very much first off second off um yeah fully expect um you know i don't know why i keep saying tomorrow it's definitely thursday that we record but anyways uh yeah so thursdays when we you know put this out or whatever or no Wednesday. No, you're right. Yeah, My bad. You were Thursdays right. were <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, <laughs> very exhausting previous 24 hours, and we can get there tomorrow. Um, anyways, so if you guys enjoyed this, uh, please leave a comment and a review or whatever you have access to. Uh, communicate with us. Tell me what you would like to see a little bit more of. Um, but we want to give a special thank you to Overtime Sports Network, Regional Radio Sports Network, and Uppercuts Grooming for helping us. Um, you know try and reach out and get a couple more viewers in. It's always nice talking to people in the comments. We want to give a big thank you to Matt for coming along and, you know, talking football with us. This is a bus worthy podcast. Yes. Yeah. Who somebody may or may not be making an appearance on here shortly. Um, anyways. So anyways, without further ado, that'll conclude today's episode of the pigskin project. And we will see you guys tomorrow or in the next episode of this week's uh, Pigskin Project coverage. So, like I said, leave a review for us and uh, like the video and, you know, subscribe and follow us on all platforms. I'd really appreciate it. And that'll do it. So thanks again, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.